Have you ever been in an actual book club? No. Is I have not. Uh, so because I, I just know I would mm, disappoint everyone. Oh. Because I would not read the book. <laughs> <laughs> is there a movie? Can I watch a movie? Uh, is there a book? I feel like there's some sort of book club etiquette. Like, yeah. <laughs> number one, we don't talk about book club. Number two, <laughs> we don't talk about book club. Don't talk about um, book club. Quick and dirty tips. Oh, good. The do's and don'ts of book club. Uh, not giving others a chance to host the book club meeting can be established as you are book club bully. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nobody wants to be a book club bully. Yeah. Do bring a baked good fancy cheese or classy beverage. Crystal Pepsi does not count. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> as an offering to a book club party. That's excellent. As if I could even find Crystal Pepsi. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> I, I, I had I had it. <laughs> and then um, uh, what Oprah does not want you to say in book club. And I found like three that really resonated with us. Who picked this book anyway? Well, <laughs> hey, I, if someone came into our, I'd be like, watch your mouth. Uh, I don't think I don't think someone like you could fully appreciate this situation of this book. Wow. Uh, wow. There are some very hoity-toity book clubs. Apparently. It's like throwdown. I feel like the, the fra- anything starting with the phrase, I feel like somebody like you, dot, 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 should just not be Loaded. said. Yeah. You should just d- delete that from your vocabulary. Yeah. What are you trying to say? You Yeah, come on. Nasty You book bitch. club bully. Yeah. You- so who liked the book and who didn't? You are very transparent in the fact that you didn't even read it. That's like a leading question to like get the goods out of me. So that would just be agree me. with me. Oh. That would be me in a book club setting because I wouldn't have read the whole book. <laughs> Woo! Welcome Woo! to Don't Tease the Animals. I'm Pam. I'm Sarah. We are coming to you live from Newsstand Studios in Rockefeller Plaza in New York City. Hi, Joe. Hi. Joe. Joe. Jo, jo, jo. so fancy. And sorry, love Sarah it. And Sarah. We love you. Yes. Sarah. We love you, Joe. We love you, too. <clears throat> love you so much. You guys, welcome lead. back. As per usual, Hi. every week we're coming at you with a very relatable topic we're going to di- jump into it. We're going to dissect it. We're going to have a little chit-chat. And then we're going to play two real, real fun games. Real, real fun. And we got two classics for you today. Oh, my God. You guys, we're so grateful you're here. We're so grateful you're here. Thanks for joining in. And I hope you did your homework. <laughs> Don't be like me and Pam and wait um, till the last minute. Check out the cliff notes that are available on Amazon Prime to be delivered right to your house so that you just didn't have watch to her comedy special so like Pam tried to get away with. Because <laughs> today, was a week ago. get off my ass. <laughs> today is all about it's a book club episode. Book this club. is the first time we've done this and we're so excited. Oh, we actually read God. the book and so we chose. Pumped. Such a fun book. So I really hope you guys read it. If you didn't, no big deal. We still love you, but definitely go out and get a copy because this could it's be hilarious. like your cliff notes. Yeah. We're going into Ali Wong's Dear Girls. Yes. And um, we'll get into it in a second. We did take a poll. Yes. We took a poll from social and it was read any good books lately. It's such a classic mm. one, right? And a few of you responded. 
I have a couple of your responses. Let me get in here. Love it when you respond, you guys. Um, we got a message from social.io. Hey, girl, with oh, your mindfulness over there and your zen with your meditation. Social, you said atomic habits. Really good for if you are trying to establish new habits and miracle mornings. Ooh. Check out I her meditation. Miracle she is very, very, very chill. So chill. Atomic Perfect. habits. I'm writing it down. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Icon or Wycon podcast. <gasps> oh my God. Icon or Wycon. Uh, responded with blindness. Yes. Okay. Soto. I love All you right. so much. That's so killer. Listen to that show, you guys. It's real yeah. funny. Chuck a moat. Um, who else? Lindsay Madison is reading You Are the Universe. Mm. Oh, that sounds very deep. Very I can tell she loved it so much because she left it at my house. Um, oh. <laughs> um, and Andrew Tebow. <gasps> Hi, Tebow. Um, He is reading To Shake the Sleeping Self. Hmm. Oh, my God. You're you so guys, deep, you, this, you guys are deep. If this, I got to tell you, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it is to get our noses back in the books. Back in the books. Or our headset into an audible. That's so great. Joe, have you read any good books lately in this pandemic? Uh, or listened hmm. to any good books? You can listen. I'm, what have I just listened to? Mm. Uh, a book by mm. uh, Dana Sobel called Longitude. It's about the race to find the, how sailors um, figured out longitude at sea. What? That's Which cool. was pretty impossible until they came up with a, I think John Harrison came up with the original chronograph. Wow. Chronometer. Wow. Um, pretty right. awesome story. Uh, what else am I reading? I am reading the master and the emissary it's about the it's about the brain about the uh, different spheres and how they link and it's wow joe my god joe my brain feels like a fart compared to your i gotta tell you same like a dixon right next you're wearing that turtleneck well good one joe your men's applications in the mail, Joe. You and, you and Nurse really, Kelly could have some very intense conversations. Oh my God. You and Kelly would be like a four-scum ping-pong match. Jesus God. Kelly, if you're listening, write those books down. Go. Let us know. We'll have a book club with you. And Sarah and I will bring fake brownies. And I will and read the Wikipedia we'll synopsis. We'll find Crystal Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> what do you like to read? If you do read a book, what do you like to read, Pam? Like my fave books of all time. We Fave from like, past and present. Do you have like a fave like genre? Like what's the type mm. of book that you typically will reach for? If you're at a Barnes & Noble, it just depends gun to on... your head at the Barnes & Noble, you have to buy a book. So I think it just depends on the time. Like if it's summer, like I'm going to grab like your typical like fiction like like ya i don't know like rom-com but first in words. summer after senior yeah. year or like goofy like goofy. Yeah. i will even tend as i will go as far as to like grab like autobiography stuff from like comedians like oh yeah sure um and then like right now i'm right now i'm reading um like right now i have like four books in rotation like i Wintertime, I tend to gravitate towards like self-care and like going deep into myself. So like I grabbed Untamed by Glennon Doyle and I am absolutely loving it. It is brilliant. It's mind blowing. Um, but then like earlier, like like later summer, I grabbed Elvis Duran's autobiography, Where Do I Begin? And it's fucking 
hysterical. If you listen to the Z100 Morning Crew, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, he is my hero. I, I want to be him when I grow up. Um, Amazing. So, so funny. And then I just started uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, literally just started it. I know nothing about it, but it's supposed to also be very similar to the alignment I have with Untamed, like mind-blowing for like doing yourself. What about you? I, I have grabbed one self-help book and I have read about three pages of it and it's called The Worry Trap. Oh. And it seemed like it was perfect for me because, you know, it's all about like <laughs> worrying about stuff Doomsday. that you don't need to worry about. Like, you know, why why worry about something? But no, I will typically go for a fantasy, a fantasy fiction novel because mm. I just find that and especially if it's if it's something that has like 10 or 15 books, like I will dive in. Because, wow. And I think that's why I tend to not grab new books a lot, because I have already spent so much time investing in characters and storylines of these like massive like franchises of books. Wow. So you were that, like a Harry Potter Game of Thrones. Oh my of God. Wow. Yes. Yes. Respect. Um, I respect Twilight. You. Like, wow. wow. Recently, I've gotten Mike into the Dresden Files. If you haven't read those books and you are at all into fantasy or just fun reading, it's like adult Harry Potter. You will wow. love it. Wow. Don't hate. It's so fun and so ridiculous. Um, Yeah. Those are my, those are my jams. Okay. So those are your faves. I have my all... I feel like my all-time faves. Um, mm. Have you ever read The Alchemist by Apollo Coelho? No, but I've heard really God, good I hope things. I'm not mispronouncing that. I am so sorry if I am. I'm so sorry if I butchered it. Um, it is life-changing. That's actually like a, I guess you would consider that a mythology kind of book. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Have you read that book, Joe? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Um, the Art of Racing in the Rain. I think you oh and God. Mike should definitely read. Have you read that no, book? No, I can't. It's about dogs. I oh, can't. Okay. I will not. No. I, because <laughs> inevitably the, okay. right. inevitably the dog away. dies, <laughs> Pam. Oh, so I'm not going to read your okay, stupid so now books about read dead it. dogs. Okay, if you have dogs, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that book. What was it? The Dog's Journey. I'm like, I'm like you You stay away from me. <laughs> You're like, sadness. I saw Marley and me. Marley I, and me. Thank you. No, thank you. Where the Red Fern Grows was enough. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to transition into bossy pants because I know you'll absolutely <laughs> agree with me there. Tina Fey, our oh my God. loving queen. hero and queen. Um, queen. And then lastly, um, this is a very seldom book. It's a long time ago. It got its oldie book goodie. Um, it's called The Idiot Girls Action Adventure Club. What? And I feel like I live it every day. I feel like somebody followed it me like and a- wrote it down in a book. Was it like a series for kids or was it for adults? You're an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm actually, I'm, I, I have never heard of it. Years old. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. It's for adults. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to um, offend you by asking <laughs> if your beloved adult book was written for children. <laughs> Why? Do you have children books? Do you remember that you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to read that to my kid. I mean, I feel like when I was a kid, it was like Babysitter's Club. Oh, hell Yeah. Um, what was it? It wasn't Nancy Drew mysteries, but it was like the wow, it was yes. like the a, like the more modern equivalent of Go that. Hard. Then, I mean, leave. Goosebumps was like that was my jam. Goosebumps was my jam growing up for sure. Yeah, and even his bigger like he would make thicker ones, just R.L. Stein, and they yeah. were like yeah. I, I got into that, and that was yeah. like a summer read for me, which I think is so oh, creepy. Yeah. 
Um, no, 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 because they're fun. Because like yeah. nothing bad ever really happens in Goosebumps. It's just creep factor. <laughs> it's for, like, I mean, it's for kids. What, it's not like what should not happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. The abominable <laughs> snowman isn't going to actually rip off their arms. He's just going to chase them down the street and then they're going to go home. <laughs> just because she works in a mall and she's a jerk and someone follows her with a knife does not mean that that is going to happen to you when you get your first retail job. <laughs> so true. Um, so true. <laughs> I was obsessed with uh, Judy Bloom. Okay. Uh, My personal favorite was uh, starring Sally J. Friedman as herself. I absolutely loved that book. Oh, I kind of got into like adult fiction, like probably young, but I was really into, um, uh, oh my God, Patricia Cornwall. It was like the Kay Scarpetta books who like helped solve murders because she was a medical examiner. And then of course she like always was in peril and the murderer would like you know, target her. It was like every book was kind of the same, but it was really good. And then that's probably why I get so dark sometimes because I read those books when I was like, I don't know, 13 and 14. Oh my God. (laughs) Way too young to be reading those books. You were reading. I was watching Unsolved Mysteries and you were reading it. Wow. Those were like interspersed while I was like waiting for the next Harry Potter to come out. It's so creepy. I'm going to dive into this book. So <laughs> you want to come in the water, sir? No, I, I think they're going to find the body. Like, no, whoa, she's whoa. dissecting the blowfly larva right now. We're going to know time of death any minute. I'm digressing, and we're not getting that deep and that dark because we read a very fun book. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Partially read, and thanks to Audible, finished the read. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Let's have our very own book club. So it's a game within a game before we get to the games. Yes. And we're going to dissect the shit out of this book. So my first question is, who liked the book and who didn't like the book? <laughs> <laughs> but you finished the book. You did. You finished the book? You I finished did finish the, the book. book. Yes. Of course. Uh, okay. So here we go. Ali Wong, dear girls. For, for those of you that don't know who Ali Wong is, first of all, how dare you? Second of all... um. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to read her brief bio that she has in the back of of Dear Girls. Um, Ali Wong is a stand-up comedian who has written and performed two specials, Baby Cobra and Hard Knock Wife. She co-wrote, produced, and starred in the romantic comedy Always Be My Maybe. Genius title. She is the proud mother of two rowdy-ass girls who inspired this entire book, Dear Girls. Oh, I love- she aspires to lie down, but somehow keeps getting pressured into doing more shit that gets in the way of her lying down. And that's her bio that she wrote for this book. So if you don't know her and, and that bio doesn't immediately endear her to you, then we can't be friends. I mean, we can be friends, but agree to disagree, you know? Sure. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Okay. When you first look at her, like, what's your first thought? Like, where do you know her from? Oh, baby Cobra. Okay, great. I actually, I couldn't believe this because I went stalker mode um, coming off of our recent episode. Newest member of my favorite show, Big Mouth. She's actually one of the Mm -hmm. characters. And then obviously, Tuca and Birdie. I don't know if everybody loves cartoons as much as I do. Adult cartoons. I am down, obviously. I've never seen Tuca and Birdie. Tuca and Birdie. Hysterical. Um, And then baby cobra and hard knock wife a lot of it actually does come into play in this book so if you watched Mm -hmm. it you got a bit of a ingenious highlight reel or a preview yeah ingenious cliff notes um i gotta tell you i am so i am honored to have taken this journey with you i'm obsessed with her she's so i have to say i when i looked at this book i immediately like the the title of it it felt very like advicey so i'm like okay this is gonna be for all the ladies out there 
But yeah. it's actually really a thoughtful, almost memoir to her daughter, oh, yeah. which is like outstanding and phenomenal based on the such fact an that interesting it is like concept. Yeah. such a dirty, raunch book at times. I mean, and she it's... goes in, it reads like a journal and I'm not mad about it. Um, it's so fascinating that she that the whole hook of this book is that she is writing all of these, you know, essays to her daughters. Mm-hmm. And literally in the first chapter, I think I counted her saying eating ass six right. times. She says my least favorite word in this book. She says yeah. pussy. I, I lost count. <laughs> I, I lost count at 276. If that is any so indication of this. Yeah, book, just ends up. it's so great because she totally normalizes it like she normalizes talk of the female body and we'll go into all of that. But like, I mean, if I had gotten to write book reports on books like this in high school, like I, I wouldn't have dreaded them so much and I wouldn't have <laughs> completely just faked my way through them. Meanwhile, I think that's the hardest assignment I ever had. My book report book. would be like, like all the, like, oh my God, just the, the, the copious quotes. notes that I took and the quotes that I got from this. Um, they're going to come into play later. Um, Ali Wong loves the word dense, doesn't know the definition of indictment and is by and thinks bifective is a word that indulges in sexual escapades with homeless, wet Cheeto and more motherfuckers ever dropped in a book than I have ever read. (laughs) (laughs) Very. If that is any indication of the first chapter, boom, there it is. You have it. It's so true. And if you watch her comedy specials, like the book is not surprising no. at all. I have the to say. The way that she speaks, it's so refreshing mm-hmm. and just unapologetic. And so uh, it's thought provoking and very um, well thought out. Like it's really thought out. Like it really Let me is. give it to you straight, but in like a not dick way and completely casual, but yep. so educated at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it didn't sound condescending. Um, no. But it was funny because when I watched her, when I watched her in the movie, I was like, okay. And then when I watched the two stand-ups, I was like, she's definitely funny. But I have to tell you, after reading this book, it, it's so personal that oh, it's so I, personal. I have, I did not think that I would have so much in common with this person. And I do. And mm-hmm. so will everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this yeah. book had everything aside from what your typical stand-up comedian would, outside of what the typical stand-up comedian would put in a book. But like I this. learned so I much did too. too. I, did too. I mean, I took I mean, notes. I don't know if I mentioned that. You did, <laughs> and I'm not surprised, and I'm excited to hear all of them. Um, first of all, this chick is like traveled and worldly as fuck. Mm-hmm. I had no idea she spent semesters abroad in Vietnam mm-hmm. and in Hawaii too, mm-hmm. yep. which was so cool. But then when she was in Vietnam, like she went to Thailand, she like went in hard and on these she places. Ate everything. She ate her way through those places. <laughs> yes. She didn't eat ass, but she ate everything. Oh my God. Exactly She's so adventurous though. When it comes to food, I was like, oh my God. Wow. And how Amazing. much weight she is. She was like, I gave a freshman. 500 like i love that she's like i gained 20 pounds in hawaii and another 10 in vietnam and i'm not sorry she just enjoyed it i mean she she talked about she was so adventurous in her food and she was talking about all of the like delicacies that she ate that we as americans would probably go oh my yeah she confirmed my intuition she confirmed my intuition that faux faux food is fear factor like yeah like she said that yeah Yeah, she totally said that she's talking about eating Mm -hmm. she said and i love one of the quotes that i loved the most was that um 
she was talking about eating something and she said, after that moment, I became really intolerant of anybody who got grossed out by something other people in the world ate for breakfast every day. Just shut the fuck up and eat a duck baby. <laughs> I would eat a duck baby. This oh my God. Um, like, But she was also very like kind and hilarious yes. with her advice. Like when yes. she goes into this, she's trying to like approach it as like she's talking to her daughters. Like, take advantage of any option you can to travel in other countries. Mm-hmm. It will open your mind. Um, you will eat delicious food. You should, you should absolutely, you have my blessing to fuck foreigners and embrace what <laughs> everyone should know is empathy. I thought yes. that was great advice. Yeah. I love that she even went in on and she was like, don't ba- I'm paraphrasing, but she basically was like, and don't study abroad in a quote, like fancy first world country, <laughs> go to like a developing or a third world country, because it will give you so it will give you so much more mm-hmm. if you go there and you experience people living in a completely different way that don't have time to worry about stupid shit. And it's where baby Cobra came from. She legitimately yeah. ate a Cobra's that heart chapter. for dinner while it's beating. Yep. Oh, yeah. She ate a still beating Cobra's heart. That is how hardcore and fire this woman is. <laughs> I have to say, uh, chapters two through four, I feel like this is a cliff notes for our listeners. So, you know, even yeah. if you didn't read it, we're giving it to you. Um, Spoiler alerts. <laughs> uh, two through four were extremely personal from the minute she trapped her man's ass. Um, also identity on the other side of it. A woman who is pursuing a career in comedy and entertainment yeah. And mm-hmm. has a partner who's completely supportive 100% and then becomes a mom. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was huge for me, but she became a mom without the child first. And that was really hard. I identified yeah. with it so much based on my own personal experience. And it hit home for me. Um, yeah. The way she approached it was so uh, cheeky and um, yeah. it didn't go but into honest, it. I mean, and- she talks about her miscarriage right. with a lot mm-hmm. of openness yep and it was early on and she poked fun at it but not too much to be disrespectful I, yeah i identified with it so much i think everyone i think it's a you know it's a how do i it, this is such a, a timid topic you know and that's i think it shouldn't be um and more and more people you know yeah she says it in her book like the amount of people that come out of the woodwork there there was yep. so much two through four that I was like, this should be like your to-do list when you're an adult. Every every tidbit you can imagine from the yeah. from the hospital robbery 101 to the titty milk Dracula to oh my paying God. Stevie Nicks to watch and correct your lactation activity. And yep. I can absolutely agree <laughs> and confirm that sushi and deli meat was also the first thing that I ingested after I had a child. Um, yep. uh, swaddling origami and get just everything it was hysterical yeah i love that she talked about meeting her husband and she kind of paints this picture of this angel of a man being dropped down from heaven to her that was just totally perfect for her they connected on so many levels and how lucky she felt she talks at such length of how lucky she feels about being able to to trap him quote unquote and and be with him and then what I thought was so amazing is the afterword is written by him. Yes. He writes the afterword yes. and he talks about from his point of wow. view. Yes. Why he's willing, you know, to 
why he was willing to leave his career because he recognized that what she's giving to the world is so special and so needed and so much bigger than him and that he had to fight his own ego in order to let go of the the pre-existing understanding that he was supposed to make the money and he shouldn't be staying at home and he felt like a failure and he's like but it's bigger than me and i thought that was just so it was just so appreciated and so progressive and yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree because it mirrored what she had discussed in the chapter, mm-hmm. Mr. Wong, that yep. he's always mm-hmm. been a person that's made the best of it, gave her a gift yep. in an envelope. Uh, bananas are the carnation of fruit, which is a massive yeah. disagreement. Um, she honed in on his uh, vegan conversion and carnivore. Uh, like, like it just it, it made me think of Nick Riley because it, I'm sure it made you think of Mike, too, because you settle with someone who's, uh, yep. you know, it's made easy for them because it was meant to be. And that's what I got from the afterward. That's what I got from the afterward as well as that chapter. They mirrored each other. They're they're meant to be. It was great. And their story, like the way he tells the story of them meeting and the way that she tells the story of the first time. I mean, they're so different, but it's so amazing to see that. And Ms. Wong, if you're listening, (laughs) I would pay really good money to see that movie. So if you're looking for a new project, I think you should totally write you and your husband's love story because it's... (laughs) magical chapter five she goes in on her time coming up in stand-up which and there were times where i didn't know where we were i didn't know if she was doing it in san francisco or if she was in new york um she did all over though she goes into her tour days and i was like oh my god as a non-union actor at one point i feel so seen and so should everyone else so seen she has a quote here that i have to say it was towards the end And I found myself almost getting teary-eyed when she said this. It was, even if you end up doing something totally unrelated to entertainment, I want you to take my advice because I want you to become interesting, confident, and cultured. Expose yourself to how other people in America live, how they think, and you will discover the universal struggles that connect us all. Like how we all sleep in hotel rooms and pretend that they're not covered in the come of a thousand dead lonely men. If you hang out with the same people, you will only be able to make those people laugh. You should yes. go to Burning Man. You should travel to different cities in America. You should travel yeah. the entire fucking world. See concerts, go to play, eat Ethiopian food. Introduce yourself to everything there is. When in doubt, go out. Not just for material, but to experience new people, new social situations, and unfamiliar surroundings. And you will be surprised with what you learned. That completely... Come on, girl. Yeah. Mic drop. Some of my favorite quotes, just the things that made me laugh like out loud, uh, were... Um... <laughs> Any married woman who hasn't fantasized about leaving her husband for Idris Elba is either lying or has extremely poor taste or is an Amish lady who has never watched The Wire. Because she like goes into her fantasy about being with Idris Elba and she's like, maybe he would crush me beneath his immense biceps, but he would also talk dirty to me in his British or is it Australian accent? Like, she's amazing. I particularly connected with her on her 90210 references. Uh, of course she did. At m- multiple lengths in this book. I was so... Yeah. I was, uh, yep. I was like, oh my God, we're friends. Yep. She talks about she talks about her husband and she goes, he's very helpful, but he will never know where the lint rollers or your swimsuits oh are. Oh my God. I think that I think that for me, like one of the other big main main takeaways was like that representation is just so important. Mm-hmm. It just was like a reminder that the privilege that we feel as white women is invisible to us a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in this quote because it's absolutely tied to what you're talking about. She says, um, 
what we take for granted in this country at this moment in time with technology and such, when she, and she describes her mother, um, my parents came to this country with no Rosetta Stone, no Google Maps. It just mm. made me realize what entitlement feels like, even when you're really doing your best to be gra- grateful every day for all the things. Hearing somebody like Ali Wong, who you who you idolize so much and you look up to because she's a smart, funny, well-rounded human, it's important because then little girls and little boys that look like her don't feel like they're not there's not a place for them in the world in a in a place of success and in a and in the spotlight. So I think it's just so awesome to read a book by a person like Ali Wong and to watch her stand up and to support her in whatever way you can. That that was it. Absolutely agree. Long story short, to wrap it up, there are many many lessons you can learn from the glorious and genius Ms. Ali Wong. We read the book. You. Should we get into games? Let's do it. I'm so excited. All right, what's our first game? Oh my God, first game, oldie but a goodie. I love when we throw it back oh to this one. God. It's Craigslist or Catfish. Listed or, listed oh or fished it, you guys. It's back. I'm never giving up <laughs> on my nickname for it. Okay, so we each, if you've never heard us play Craigslist or Catfish before, we have each brought in a few little tidbits, a couple stories, a couple quotes, maybe a news article, maybe a... Um, a piece of information on today's topic of Ms. Wong and her book, Dear Girls, and her comedy. And the only twist is that one of each of ours is a lie. Mm. So two of the things that we say will be true, one will be false, and the other person has to guess which is the catfish. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll, like, go, yeah. I'll go first. Okay. So I went with quotes in the book. To okay. Try to trap your ass. If you you really read it. I don't know. My reading comprehension is pretty good. So let's see. (laughs) Okay. So number one, you will never know suffering until you travel with a small child. We were thrilled to take you on your first trip, more so to get the fuck out of our four walls. Beamed with pride after a quiet and successful flight, packed like lunatic hoarders, but we didn't know any better. Ready to stay in a bougie extended apartment with loaded distant relatives who prided themselves on all the right decisions and easy living. With the most expensive fucking taste I've ever seen, but for some weird reason, ecstatic to be with you for this visit. Until your midday feeding, in which they had offered to do, and had turned into full-blown explosive diarrhea and horrific hiccup gone wrong, runny and all over their ivory refinished synthetic Persian rug. It's a good thing she's cute, they said. Um, I... Okay, so go ahead. Continue. I have thoughts, but go. Go, go, go. During my senior year of high school, I constantly wore four-inch platforms because I was very insecure about my prepubescent body and was convinced that these ridiculous sandals would increase my sex appeal. At one party where I was wearing my signature shoes, I started jumping with my friend on her bed like it was a trampoline, and I sprained my ankle. The next day, my entire left foot looked like I had been stepping in a bucket of blueberries, it was so badly bruised that one podiatrist asked if he could submit the x-ray to a medical journal that I assume would probably be called Terrible Feet Monthly. <laughs> I re-injure it every three to five years, and it still gives me pain to this day. Okay. okay. And there is no better music to dance to than hip-hop, and no better music to listen to when you're going through any emotional state in your life, rather than R&B. No genre of music videos features more sensual candles than R&B. And it's very comforting. 
I have never liked men who wear bowling shirts on the off chance. It might be when they want to blast smash mouth while eating dino chicken nuggets for breakfast or guys who are into eyeliner and big, huge pants. I never got that. Wide-legged fluorescent yellow pants. Dancing like a Teletubby on acid. I would give any man in need of a style help a hip hop makeover. The clothes are very flattering because they inject instant masculinity and can give volume to a skinny dude's booty. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is just a quiz so that you can find out if I actually read the book? There's <laughs> number one. Number one's the catfish. Alas, I do not have the writing skills. <laughs> it wasn't that. I just know that that story wasn't in the book because I read, the, read book. the book. Good for you. Good for you. I proved it. You proved me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I lose. Let's go. Your turn. I'm going to try and blow it out. Okay. Of the my water. turn. So I did, uh, as per usual, I did something like completely different. Oh, I, love, I, love, I, love, I, love. I did like news stories. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And like interview All points. Right. Well, I stuck the shit out of her. Let's see what you got. Okay. Right. Number one. When asked by a reporter if she was quote unquote unembarrassable, Allie responded, quote, no, for sure no. I'll give you an example. She says that the other day, she and Randall Park, her friend and co-star in Always Be My Maybe, were guest judges on the TV show Top Chef. Quote, I saw his face sort of scrunch up and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I think I accidentally farted. He moved his chair away from me and he was laughing hysterically too. It smelled so bad and I was so embarrassed. She laughs. I'm definitely embarrassable. Okay. Okay. Number one. Number two. Netflix was almost outbid while she was in negotiations for her two comedy specials, Baby Cobra and Hard Knock Wife. Sources say Stars was aggressively pursuing a deal with Wong for a stand-up special for a premium cable network, as well as a scripted show on their streaming service. Sources say parent company Lionsgate offered north of $10 million for the stand-up special alone. Okay. Okay? That's number two. Number three. The Smithsonian asked her to donate the iconic leopard print dress she wore in Baby Cobra to the National Museum of American History. And she said no, because, quote, that dress is discontinued and I wanted to save it for my daughter. But then I had two and I don't want them to fight over it. So now I want to donate it. But I have to wash it first because there's probably all this pregnancy juice on it. Good luck. Oh, my God. Those are really fucking good ones. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, Joe, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. I don't think the last one I like that was, that was too good. Hmm. <laughs> Look at her gloating. He's such a yeah. bitch. What <laughs> a bitch. All right, refresh my memory. We got okay, unembarrassable, but she farted on Top okay. Chef. <clears throat> um, stars almost outbid Netflix for her deal, and the Smithsonian asked her to donate her dress. The Smithsonian did not ask for her dress. Yes, they did. Holy shit, that's true? It was an interview that she did with Jimmy Kimmel, and she tells that story. Smithsonian. Mm -hmm. 
the Smithsonian's true. Isn't that yeah, crazy? They wanted to stick it. Okay. All right. So I see. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel was like, it's going to go next to the Fonzie jacket and the door and Dorothy's red slippers. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So which one is it? Um, it was not stars that I was bidding it. for I her. It was it. HBO. I even get it. Smithsonian. That completely, that completely threw resume. us off, Joe. Isn't that crazy? That, that completely threw us off. I love that game. I really love that game. It's one of our like oldies oh my but God, goodies. It is one of your favorites because you always beat me except for the finale last year. <laughs> oh, no. That True. was a great game. Good one. That was so great. Okay, what are we playing okay. next? I think we got to bring it back with Would You Rather. It is. And um, I don't know how you, because we went very opposite ways. I am not mad. <laughs> I, I love going. We always But we always do. meet in the middle, right? Mm, that's nice. Yeah. I took items all mentioned in the book. And I pin them against each other. Oh, yeah, me too. Is that we? Okay, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You go yeah. first. Okay. Would you rather eat a fermented duck embryo for breakfast oh every day for an entire semester or never be able to try food from another culture ever again? Uh, give me that embryo. Yeah. I'll eat it. Agreed. Oh, my God. Agreed. That's mm-hmm. like a like way of saying like scrambled mm-hmm. eggs. So that's fine. Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. except if Joe's there like, was a baby, gross. a no, dead baby not. duck inside with wings <laughs> and a beak and little feet. And, yeah, yeah, a little beak in there. Yeah, yeah. he's like, it's, it's like not, a chicken nugget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. It's yeah, fine. Sure. Say you'll do yeah. it. You get, you get over the feathers. Anything again from another culture? Give me a fucking yeah. break. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So that one was um, not as difficult as I thought. Go on, keep going. Okay. All right, sure. Um, <laughs> would you rather pay money to have seen her rice and beans and American Apparel shows, or be on the set of Always Be My Maybe. Oh, my God. A tricky one, right? I gotcha. That's really gotcha tricky. Right where you live, because I know you love that movie. Um, I, I got to say Always Be My Maybe. That's a great answer, Sarah, because I feel like somehow we could dig and stalk and find footage from Rice and Beans in America. I, probably. And also, and I just love Randall Park. I just love him. And I would just want to be near her, like, brilliance of, like, the writing and how she went about. Because, like, you know that she changed shit, like, all the time when she was on set. You know that she did. Oh, okay. Love it. All right. Would you rather have someone mispronounce your name while introducing you to a packed stand-up crowd, along with an extremely racist comment? That? I couldn't even read that. Or, I know. Or do a press tour where the only question you get asked in every city is... What is it like to be an Asian American woman in comedy? Um, those are two conflicting moments in the book where I legitimately shook my head and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the first one because you can use it as material against yeah. that person and yeah. you can become yep. the heckler to the heckler. Agreed. So I think let's go the first one. Agreed. Um, Okay, yeah, let's go to the first one. I like cool. that one. I'm gonna use We're it against agreement. him. He's a fucking idiot. Okay. Uh, would you rather spend the night on her couch, known knowingly as the petri dish, or in the <laughs> closet, or in the closet bedroom of the railroad apartment her husband had at the time they were spending more and sure. more uh, dating okay. slumber parties? I would. I would pick the closet for sure. You would pick the closet. Okay. I thought he had a dope setup. He had like the loft bed and he had like a situation. I thought you were like, totally going to go couch because it's West Elm and they've had it refurnished twice, but they lovingly refer to it as the Petri dish. But okay. Oh, yeah. That's her couch that she has now. Mm-hmm. They probably, that couch is probably in a dope living room. So yeah, I'm going to change my answer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, stunned couch. I, you're tall, and I'm stunned that you went for the closet. They also, so they also tiny. like take their shoes the off. They take their shoes off when they come in the house. Like that's one of her big things that she talks about. And so I know that it's clean. It's probably just vomit. It's fine. Um, okay. Okay, your um, turn. Would you rather pee into five of your toddler's diapers while you're gridlocked in traffic? Fuck yes, I wrote this as like one of my favorite movies. Oh my god. Or get explosive diarrhea while studying abroad in Vietnam so often that you start calling your butt the not-so-crystal geyser. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when I read that. God, she's genius. Good. She's so genius. So I'm gonna go the flush. I'm gonna go the flush diet. Let's go the, the explosive, the explosive diarrhea. diarrhea. Absolutely. Oh, we're in total disagreement. Clean, clean that fucking gut out. Let's mm. do it. I'm gonna have a two pack like the teenagers that walked across her after she shit did. <laughs> there you go. But at least if you pee into the diapers, like that's such a great story to be able to tell people later. Um, it was she filled five diapers, but then she kept having accidents because after she filled them, she kept peeing down her leg and in her seat of her new RAV4. That's that right. Was, yeah. So I'm going to go explosive diarrhea. And thank mm-hmm. you so much. Okay. Okay. Um, would you rather, I'm going to bring it back to food. I love you so much. Would you rather eat the Cobra heart still beating Ugh. or slurp the bone marrow of, um, I think it was the pork. I think it was, oh. the, it was the pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have this meal with Allie. You would be encouraged to do either or, and you would cheers, Allie. I would do the heart. Oh, yeah, the Cobra heart. That's good. I mean, like, because oh, come really? on. Oh, I, yeah. I would, because it's over in two seconds, and then you get to say for the rest of your life that you I ate a still a beating a cobra. cobra heart. No. So oh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, like, no. Joe is in disagreement with you. He's no. like, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no snakes going near me. is <laughs> not that a whole no. chapter about eating snakes. It's not like Ricky Tikki Tavi no, over here. No, no, no. Doesn't do it. Not <laughs> Ricky Tikki Tavi. <laughs> oh my god. Joe, so good. Would you rather take a cooking class with Allie and Seinfeld's wife, <gasps> or a martial arts class with Allie and Keanu Reeves? Martial arts with Allie and Keanu Reeves. Hands down. Hands down. What sibling would you rather have, Andrew or Mimi? Oh, Mimi. I what about Mimi. you? I said Mimi, too. It's good. Good, it's a good question. Good Woo! one. Those were two bonus ones, and I love you so much. Thank you for letting me indulge you. always <laughs> brings more. We agree on okay. things, and then Pam always brings twice as much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Guys. Guys, that was I- so fun. That was so great. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you read along, I'm sh- I'm sure that there were many things that we missed. But feel missed. free to like DM us and yell at us for everything that we left out. <laughs> we only have a little bit of time with you guys, but we love it. We love you so much. Oh, thank you for being with us. Yes, nine nine of you, you all, all week. We love you so much. Every time, every time we get together, we try to make it so ridiculously stupid and funny. So you get a laugh in your day and a smile on your face. And we're just so grateful you tuned in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All nine of you. We love you so much. We do. Uh, don't forget to, um, all nine of you, just a memo. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Should, all tell... nine of them should come hang out at the studio. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Please, I would love if we could compete with Today's Show. Once everyone's vaccinated, everybody can <laughs> compete with Today's Show. I bring your sign. Stand in front of it. Um, guys, please give us a rate, a review. Um, yes. Follow us please. on all socials. Um Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Don't Seize the Animals podcast. Yes. Uh, Twitter, we are DTTA Comedy Pod. We love you so much. Join us next week. 
don't forget to bring your still beating cobra heart, <laughs> your diapers full of PP, your unapologetic, nasty sense of humor and talk of afterbirth and poop and <laughs> untrimmed pubic hairs and your undeniable love for the genius that is Ali Wong. Yeah! Because it's going to be a bumpy ride. She's so helpful in just every day. <laughs> and yeah. Until next time, don't, don't tease, tease the, the animals. animals. Oh my God, we sounded... Oh. <laughs> <laughs>